Hello, and welcome to Better Betting. Here are your hosts, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill, and the ruler of the replays, Eric Rubin. Hey, and welcome to Better Betting. My name is Eric Rubin, and I'm here with my partner, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill. GQ, how be you? Spring has sprung. It's April, which means the Kentucky Derby is going to sneak up on us since the first Saturday in May is the first day in May. So we have four short weeks and just a handful more Derby preps, three this weekend. Uh, and um, let the show begin. Now, I thought the Derby was the first week in September. They changed it. Yeah, there's some, something something about some kind of pandemic. Uh, they decided to run it earlier this year. So uh, it's, it's going to be the first Saturday in May for the first time in the 2020 decade. Well, <laughs> that is true. Well, we got a lot of big preps this weekend, so we'll know a lot more about the Derby picture uh, following Saturday. Last week, we had, of course, the Florida Derby. And Known Agenda won the race. Did you have any thoughts? I have some thoughts on Known Agenda. Did you have any thoughts on Known Agenda? Who got a 94 buyer, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, um, well, kudos to our guest last week, Doug McPherson. He, he was all about Known Agenda. I, I made the bold prediction that Collaborate would uh, be the Kentucky Derby winner and Collaborate did anything but that. I mean, he was bet down to, I believe, second choice, four to one second choice, but had no answer when when the real running came about. But no, no agenda looked good. And as uh, you predicted, um, uh, greatest honor w- would not win and um, probably won't win in a month from now. Yeah. The, the good thing for me is I spread a little bit in that race. It's four or five, four, four horses, I think including known agenda. The bad thing is I was already eliminated, so it didn't matter. But yeah, Greatest Honor just hasn't gotten better. And as you know, I was a huge fan of that horse, but I mean, I hope people still talk the horse up. Uh, I, I can't imagine him betting. I, I wouldn't even be shocked if he doesn't run the derby. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't run, but maybe they'll go just because he got the points and all. Uh, I thought known agenda had the perfect, perfect trip. I didn't think it was the toughest field, although all these fields are not that tough. I don't think the three-year-olds this year for whatever reason, I thought he had a great trip and he saved ground the whole way, popped out late. Uh, so to me, I wasn't that impressed with known agenda. Uh, Columbia didn't run that bad. He he was pretty wide. I mean, that's a tough outside post. I think he, if I remember correctly, he was three wide basically around the whole track. I and mean, he survived until the top of the stretch. I think what it was in only a second or third star first off the maiden. So he didn't run bad. I mean, I can't imagine he's going to get in the Derby regardless, but you know, down the road, I can see him being a decent horse if he keeps developing uh, on a separate note, kudos to you. Uh, you got your uh, big uh, bet of the week last week. Warlike goddess. Yeah. Just be 13th race. The one horse on the turf came off the pace nicely. Just got a photo that I still, I'm happy she got for you and for me, but uh, I, I still don't know how she got the photo, but she got the photo. So congrats. Oh, you know, that was, that was obviously part of the mandatory pick six payoff sequence. And um I, I ride on the nine was very short price and a single on a lot of tickets. So there was a lot of belly aching of 
why is Irad turning around looking behind him three times? <laughs> and just ride the horse out. But yep, I by by the skin of his teeth, probably. We're like goddess got up in the nick of time, as they say. So so now I'm I'm still chasing zero, I think, in our challenge, but at least uh I cut about 110, 112 dollars into that deficit. Yeah, 132 you got back for a $20 win bet. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. And, of course, this week we have, uh, as we said, a lot of derby preps in New York. The Wood Memorial takes place. It's actually a pretty interesting race. Out of all the preps, I don't think it's the one I'm most looking forward to as far as, uh, you know, top class horses. But as far as competitiveness, I think this might be the toughest one. I, I didn't handicap it yet, but you got a couple of Chad Browns. You got crowded training, risk-taking, prevalence who won that uh, race in Florida is coming up. I I didn't see his race, and I will handicap because I'm going to bet the Aqueduct card as well. Uh, but from what I had heard at the time, he didn't run all that impressively, but I, I want to see for myself. Candyman Rocket, who won that race at Tampa, and then was a no-show in the uh, in the Tampa Bay Derby, so it was a Sam F. Davis he won. And, of course, Wayburn, who held off the chads in the Gotham, is back. And that's an interesting horse, too, because he didn't figure that – well, in the Gotham, he was a big price, but Jimmy Jerkins is a trainer who takes his time with horses, gets him better, and I don't see a Jimmy Jerkins horse just freaking out and then regressing big time. So that horse might rate a big chance here in, in, in the Wood Memorial Sessions. Interesting race. And then, of course, at Keeneland, the Bluegrass, which is the least interesting to me, even though it's Central Quality, who could be the Derby favorite, is running. Uh, he's three to five. First glance without looking at it, Highly motivated for Chad Brown, three to one morning line. Looks like the only horse that can probably beat him. But again, I didn't handicap the race, so I don't want to say definitively. But that's what it looks like. Any uh, any thoughts on those two before we head to uh, the West Coast? No, uh, no thoughts on those two looking forward. But looking back, I just remembered that uh, there was a derby prep that we didn't touch on who, who won. And it was run on the same card that the greatest horse currently running <laughs> uh, wound up winning the richest, uh, wound up winning a $12 million purse race, Mystic Guide. But the race I'm talking about is the UAE Derby, which uh, I think it was Rebel Romance, I think is the horse's name. Excuse me. I didn't you know, but... But they say that horse might actually come to, to run in the Derby because it's owned by Godolphin. Godolphin's won everything except the Derby. So uh, possibly look for that horse uh, on the first Saturday in May. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, concert tour right now. You have um, obviously essential quality, depending on what happens here. It, it seems to me very wide open. Obviously, like I said, we'll see what happens this weekend, but I don't know of any horse who ran over a hundred buyer might've happened. I didn't look it up, but they're all kind of like muddling around the low to mid nineties. And really uh, it's, it's anyone's for the taking and we'll see if some of these horses step up. And I think the Arkansas Derby might be next week too, where Constantor is running. So we'll see how he progressed from his last race. Um, we, we put out a, or I put out a poll. I was reluctant because I figured I'd get like two responses and be embarrassed, but we got a decent amount of responses. And then I felt bad. We put out a poll, what track should we do? Because I really wasn't sure I was happy doing any of these three prep races and the cards there. 
Healing came out early, which I was excited about because it makes it easier when you're studying in advance. But I looked at the card, I'm like, essential quality is going to be like three to five, four to five. I, I didn't look closely, but I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to beat him. Do I want to bet a pick five sequence where there's probably going to be a three to five shot? I looked at another race. I think it was the girl race. It looked like maybe two horses there, both going to be, I don't know, seven to five, eight to five. Malathat was one. I forgot the other. So I was like, eh, I don't really love the card. The fields were small, except for one turf race that was a, a big turf sprint. So I was like, I really don't want to do Keeneland, even though that was a popular choice. And I'm not a huge Keeneland fan. I love going. I went there. I love the track. It's beautiful. I know they have good racing, but it's just a track I, I generally don't do great at. I don't follow that closely. So I didn't want to do that per se, although I would have. But because of the card, I said, let's let's move elsewhere. So I looked in New York, and that was a possibility. But in the Gazelle, the girl race, I'm like, ah, it looks like we're going to have a, a three to five shot there, the Chad Brown horse. Now, she looks at even money morning line. And I didn't study the race. Like I said, I just glanced, but I'm, I'm assuming that'll be shorter. So I was like, eh, maybe we should avoid that. And I said, maybe New York would have been good because the wood seems wide open. But anyway, we ended up in Santa Anita because two horses do I have a lot of interest in are running in the Santa Anita Derby anyway, which we'll get to very soon because it's the first race to kick off the sequence. So we are going west and we are going to cover the Santa Anita late pick five on Saturday. April 3rd, and it kicks off with race eight, the Santa Anita Derby, a mile and eighth on the dirt. Did you have any final thoughts before we dig into the sequence? No, just it, it's funny that uh, pick five, a horizontal sequence starts off with the premier race on the card. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what you get. That's what you get when you're bound by a TV contract and uh, you're on the left coast. So you're, you're running your feature races in the middle of the card. Yep. So, uh, so let's get to it then. In this race, there's a horse that I think you know I've liked a lot, and that's Medina Spirit. I was very impressed with his race on January 30th in the Robert Lewis grade three. Uh, he survived a heated pace, and Roman Centurion and Hot Rod Charlie had the benefit of coming well off the pace and I thought the race set up for one of those two, and they couldn't go by him. He had a second wind, and I don't think they were going by him if they went around again the way it looked. So I was very impressed with his race. He then came back and ran again. And this is a seven, by the way, Medina Spirit. He then came back and took on Life is Good, who obviously is off the derby trail. He was the one who had the 100-plus buyers. He had an easy lead, Life is Good. So you weren't going to run down a good horse with an easy lead. Medina Spirit comes back with a 95 buyer. I, I don't see a need or... You know, I do my own kind of buyers, if you will. I don't mean I actually, when we talk about that in the buyer er, it doesn't mean I actually like clock the race and calculate the uh, track variance. It just means I take the buyer and based on the trip and the circumstance and, and a lot of factors, I either up it, lower it, or raise it, lower it, or, or keep it the same. In this case, I didn't see a reason to raise it. I didn't lower it, but I think he got a 95. The race before where he got a 94, I thought that buyer was more like 100 almost. So to me, he actually might have regressed a little bit in the last race. If, if he didn't regress, he definitely didn't step forward, which is an important thing this time of year for three-year-olds or any time of year, but especially this time of year as you head to the Derby. Kind of like greatest honor just never got better. But I'm not saying Medina Spirit can't do it because his last race might be good enough to do it if he runs the same race. And I definitely think he has a big chance here. I'm going to go with another horse as my main pick, and that is number two, Dream Shape, who comes out of the same race. 
Now, you might remember Dream Shake because he won his maiden at 20 to 1. And we covered Santa Anita that day. That was where um, Bezos was at, the highly touted, although the works weren't that great, but he got bet the backward horse like 3 to 5 or 2 to 5. And there was another backward horse who had good uh, works who also didn't do very much in the race. But that race actually set up for a closer. The fact that he was back off the pace really helped him. I did not really love him in the last race to San Felipe when he stepped up. He ran basically a similar race to Medina Spirit. Medina Spirit finished a little better, so you can argue he was a little better. Medina Spirit was on the outside, if I remember, of Dream Shake, so he might have covered slightly more ground. So if you ask me who ran the better race, I'd give the edge slightly to Medina Spirit. The difference is, I said, Medina Spirit didn't really step forward last race, and you can argue Dream Shake regressed a little bit, but I thought his 96 Byron is maiden was kind of dressed up. It, it really wasn't that high because he got a great setup and a great trip, even though he was wide. And I thought last race, second start, so he has right to improve in his third start now. First time around two turns, first time against winners. I think there's a lot of reasons why he can step forward more than Medina Spirit. So I can't say I love Dream Shake, but I'm definitely on Dream Shake here in this spot. So before I talk about one or two other horses, uh, I'll throw it over to you. Any thoughts on either those two or anyone else? Well, also, if you remember, when we were go going over the San Felipe, I had pointed out that I liked Dream Shake solely on my angle of uh, horses with street cry in their bloodlines move forward first time around two turns. So even though he didn't move forward. I mean, when you go from a maiden to a graded stakes and you can run uh, third, uh, even, you know, even though the winner was much the best, uh, Medina Spirit was a proven stakes horse that uh, he, um, he uh, Dream Shake, you know, fought uh, gamely uh, to the wire too. So, uh, one thing I'll point out, since I'm 0 for 1 in um, my uh, bold predictions, since I had said <laughs> that Collaborate would be the Derby, Kentucky Derby winner, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to even the score. I'm going to make a bold prediction, which unfortunately you can't bet on, but I'm, I'm going to uh, reach out to FanDuel, DraftKings, anybody who does props in horse racing. Why can't they put up a prop of what horse is going to have the early lead? You know, that would be something different to be able to bet on. So I'm going to make a bold prediction and guarantee that number nine, the great one, will be on the lead going into the backstretch. And the reason why is because if anyone was going to try to run with life is good, it was going to be the great one, but he, he broke in, didn't get a clean break, was compromised toward the beginning. So, I mean, the, the jock did right not to kind of rush him up, but he did kind of try to get a forward position, which just wasn't happening. And so ever since they put blinkers on the horse, the horse has been on the lead. So, I think they learned their lesson and they're willing to give it one more shot. And uh, the great one will go to the lead. And if um, nobody else is interested in running with him, he could steal it. 
Yeah, I don't so that's why I have to add. Not that I love the horse, but that's my reason for giving him a shot and saying, who's going to be on the lead? I say it's going to be the great one. Well, you might be right. I, I'm not as good as uh, a judging pace as you, but I, I don't love the horse. I'm not saying he can't win, but I'm not a huge fan. I, I don't think the bump was that bad. I think they were just afraid of gold like it's good. So maybe he goes, but I, I don't I don't see him wiring the field. Uh, again, if you like him, don't get off him because of me. The only other horse I'll mention, because I want to go quick, because I want to talk about like betting strategies too uh, as we get more into that. We haven't cast this tough because we have more voices to be heard, but when we're alone, I like to get into uh, the betting strategies. The funded, the 10, you might remember that horse. Uh, yeah. The funded one, also on the day we covered Santa Anita on March 6th, was the idol, the easy winner of, uh, was it the, the big cap? This is the last race of the day where I really liked uh, Mr. Impossible. And if you remember, Mr. Impossible got taken out by following whatever the name of that horse is, who finished second, got taken down on the back stretch. Poor Mr. Impossible always has something go wrong, and it's not usually his fault. Uh, and Defunded benefited by just kind of sweeping around the outside. It was a fast pace. Yeah. So I thought he had a good setup. The only thing is, Defunded was off of a, a quite a long layoff. He had excellent works going in, which I didn't know we did the show, but I saw the workout reports the day before. Uh, so he, he ran pretty well, Defunded. I guess with Bob Baffert, it's possible on the stretch out. So I wouldn't be, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked. If defunded one, he would be like the other horse, if not the two or the seven, in my opinion. I think Roman Centurion had a great setup two back and couldn't get it done. So I'm not a fan of his. And I don't really see much else in the race here. As far as betting the race, near the race that I probably wouldn't bet really because I'm not saying if you don't like two favorites that you, you can't bet it. But I'm not that interested in getting two short prizes on the two and seven unless I was like 100% sure. What I would probably do and what I probably will do is I'll key the two in some multi-race bets, whether it's doubles, pick three, pick four, pick five, whatever it is. And I'll try and make money with other races with the two. Uh, if I were to bet it vertically, I'd probably just put the two over this, the, the two Baffert horses uh, in this spot and, and hope to get lucky there. And I might even play against some of the favorites, like play against the one, play against the three, uh, maybe even play against your nine and try and get the, the two with the 710 with, with a long shot third or two with a long shot with the 710. Something to that effect is what I'd be looking at in this race. Are we good to go on to race nine again more? No, I would just like to point out that Mike Smith lands on defunded since uh, is this going to be his derby hope since life is good uh, is on the shelf. Just find that kind of interesting. Um, I, I, I like defunded in that last race uh, when, when he broke his maiden solely because whenever a horse goes off, even though it was a lukewarm favorite back in August, you knew that they, they thought highly of the horse and, you know, Baffert, the horse that got DQ'd, I think he went off at like four to five, three to five. He was, the, so that's why defunded didn't get the love at the windows and went off eight to one. But um uh, I yeah I, I I can't go for defunded just you know going from six furlongs to nine furlongs uh, stepping up yeah, I think that's just too much but uh, there's two other horses that that kind of piqued my interest the horse that's coming off of the two uh, lifetime races both on turf rock your world horse definitely can dirt's not going to be a problem um, he, he's worked out in the morning on dirt bullet and his 
uh, most recent work. So I, I would definitely give that, that horse uh, a look on the track. Um, the interesting thing is you're looking at the mile race. And I like to look at the, 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 the times in the last two points of call, you know, to see what that was run in. And even though it was on the turf, he ran it in 24 flat compared to these horses running on the dirt that are running it in 26 and change. But by comparison, you really can't compare apples to apples there because it's turf versus dirt. And by, by comparison, if you look at the five horse back ring luck, look at his one turf try at Ellis Park going a mile. I mean, his final fractions were 24 and one, and then he came back to Keeneland and ran a mile in the dirt and the fraction, his fractions were 26. So um, that's just kind of an exercise and you can't compare final fractions, dirt versus turf. And I'll, find, I'll, I'll just mention one more horse. I think the one Roman Centurion's a player. He may have bounced off of that big effort um, two back in the Robert Lewis. Uh, and he just didn't, you know, life is good went out there. They gave him the race. So there really wasn't the big fast pace to, to run into. Uh, he may have bounced off of that. So I think he might be able to come back at a price and, uh, you know, if not win, at least be it, be in the exotics. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Race nine, uh, the Royal heroine grade two, not that kind of heroine. Uh, the hero female version, one mile on the turf for I'm assuming ladies based on the name. Yes, it is. And these the race. I don't really have much to say because uh, I think the chalk's going to be tough. Uh, the three Charmaine's Mia H5 morning line might even go off shorter than that. Maybe on Pratt, Phil D'Amato. The horses just run two good races. I mean, a little faster than the others. I don't think she needs a lead. Uh, I think she can sit off the pace. The, the question last time was she stretched out to a mile in the grade two Buena Vista. And I guess the question, I mean, she was a favorite at what, seven to five. The question was, or six to five, could she get the distance? I'm assuming that was the question. And she proved she could. She attended a, I mean, it looks like a fast pace, but it wasn't really that, that fast. In fact, I was playing pretty fast. She had a pretty good trip. No one was going by at the end. She could have ran around again, it looked like. So I don't think the distance was an issue. Uh, so, like I said, she had a good trip and all, but I, I just think she's faster than these. There is a lot of speed in this race on paper because not only does she have speed, uh, you can argue the two tap water has speed, uh, although it's Mike Smith, so he'll find his way four or five wide with that speed. Uh, Raimundo's Secret, the five horse has some speed. The six Laura's Light has speed, and I thought maybe the outside, no, uh, yeah, a little bit. Ipodema, Ipodamia's girl, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, potentially had some speed too, or she used to. Eh, maybe not as much, but a little speed. So there does appear to be decent speed in the race. But in the pick five, I hate singling chalk. I just think she's a, above everyone else. So uh, I'm just going to single the three, Charmaine, Mia in this spot. And betting the race, I'm going to bet uh, the three with two horses. I'm going to use the one and four with her. Now, my pick five ticket is going to be very skinny because I'm using a lot of chalk. So I'll bet it a few times and, and press it. Uh, if I want to spread a little, maybe I would throw in the one and four if I can justify it, because they are eight to one morning line if they go off that. I think the one will go off at least that. Uh, the four, yeah, probably six to one, something like that. 
Uh, why do I like them a little bit? First of all, there's a lot of speed in the race, and both of them are closers. So I thought that would benefit them the way the race sets up. Something I usually don't look at too closely, but in this case, I did. Uh, looking at Dog Tag, this is a horse who has a, I guess, a three-year-old I kind of liked. And she was, in Chad, she was in Chad Brown's barn. She actually ran in the Chad Brown Invitational. You have the PPs, July 19th in Saratoga, 2019, the Lake George. I don't know if you remember that race. It was a three-horse field. And it was three Chad Browns it scratched down to. So it was only Chad Brown. And Dog Tank came last. It was so disappointing. Anyway, she ends up getting into the barn of uh, Richard Mandela, goes out to the West Coast. And her length two turf races actually are better than they look. One was a second level optional claiming, uh, optional claiming second level allowance, where I thought she ran pretty well. She stalked a nine to five shot, who ended up fading badly. So the pace kind of came apart and she stayed on. That was a great race. Then she went in an overnight stakes race at a mile and a quarter, uh, and, and she had a little bit of a wide trip. She was two, it was three turns, two wide, two wide, and then almost four wide on the um, on the next turn. And she uh, was and stopped some first turn in the stretch. I can't read what I wrote, but she got stuck a little bit somewhere in the race. So my point is, I'm actually talking myself into the one dog tag a little bit, but I just thought her turf races are better than they look, and she is coming off a layoff, which might be a concern. Uh, the trainer's not great off a layoff, but I, I think she has a chance here, especially with the pace set up. Uh, she run fine off a layoff before the one time she ran off a significant layoff or the two times she actually won one, came second the other. So not that worried. And then Warren Showtime got a 95 buyer in the last race. Uh, she did save ground um, to, and tipped out in the lane and she was not going by any of the top two. So I don't like that, but Again, so I didn't love her last race. She had 95 buyer. I think it was a little dressed up. It was probably more like a 90 or something like that. But she does get a lot of pace in here. And she would be my third pick if I had to pick a third pick. So if I'm betting this race vertically, which I most likely am, depending on the odds, I'm, I'm keying the three. I'm going to go three over the one four in, um, I don't know exact is, but definitely in, in triples. And I'm going to do a lot three one exacta. I might box it a little bit, but mostly three one exacta. And I don't like a couple of the, the speed hordes. I don't like the two tap water six to one. I don't like the fiber window spirit at four to one. So I'm going to play against those two horses and maybe throw in a couple of the others where the three and the one are prominent, meaning I'll have three with one with say six, seven, eight, and then I'll have, or four, six, seven, eight. And then I'll have three with four, six, seven, eight with the one things like that. I'll play around with both in tries and even supers. And I'll, I'll totally leave out the two and five, hopefully, Hopefully they take money uh, in that race. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm almost definitely single in the three, unless I add the one, potentially the four, but, but definitely the one would be my second choice. GQ, you want to take over? Yeah, I I agree with you as far as who's the best in the race, but I'm going to try to beat her because, it, as you alluded to, there's there's plenty of speed in the race, and you know it would if she's getting challenged early, maybe Flavian Pratt takes her back makes it makes it one run um that last race was at the same mile distance you know I, when she ran in her other mile race uh she was off the board so i i'm looking for a closer that can possibly get a better trip maybe take advantage of a speed duel so you know, warren showtime even though that's a, that was a really good race for Warren Showtime when she ran just a, a length and three quarters behind Charmaine's Mia. Uh, 
Warren Showtime showed better brisnet speed figures when running as a three-year-old at Del Mar on the turf in Santa Anita in graded stakes, grade one, two, and three. Uh, it seems like she's a typical miler, loves the mile distance. And on the Santa Anita turf, she's uh, four wins, four thirds out of eight starts. So Warren Showtime at eight to one. Sure, I'll take her. All right. And I, I again, kind of agree. I, I just, the one, three, four, I don't see beyond that in this race. Um, race number 10 is the Evening Jewel. I'm getting old when they name races after horses that I remember watching, although she's not that old. Uh, and this is a six and a half furlong dirt sprint for the Phillies, three-year-olds. And in this race, do you want me to start again or do you want to go? No, you, you take the lead. All right. I don't want people thinking I'm hogging it. That's all. Again, I feel bad, but I'm not going to give out any, you know, I love to find prices and stuff. I just didn't really see any huge prices here. The horse I actually prefer is on the outside, the nine, pray for my owner. And that is Mark Blatt and Tyler Bays. This is a horse who uh, ran in a state ride special weight, made a special weight on November 8th, I think that is, at Del Mar. And I like to race a lot. I know she didn't get a big speed figure. First of all, she was a two-year-old. So you have to factor that in. She only got a 50 buyer, which again, is not really that big, even at two. But she dueled a three to two shot who ended up fading. And I love when horses duel like the best horse in the race and put that horse away. And she hung on for third. She had every right to quit that day. So I really liked her. Now, I don't remember if we covered the last race or I, I bet the last race she was in, but I'm sure I liked her. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we covered that race in uh, a sequence, and I may have even singled her, but I, I don't want to say that. And, uh, I didn't. But she came back off the layoff March 7th. She stalked a 9-5 to five shot. We ended up holding on for second. So it's not like the pace collapsed, but she beat that one by four lengths or so, four and a half lengths, whatever it says. So I, I thought it was a good race. She's stretching out another half a furlong. I don't think that would be a problem. I guess the only concern would be does she need the lead? Could she sit if she had to? And I don't see why not. I like betting speed horses. I prefer them. Uh, they can make their own trip when they have speed. Yeah, maybe she'll get in the speed zone and, and you know fade and she'll prove that she needs the lead. But I, I wouldn't get that. She's on the outside, so she can pick her trip if she wants to go, if she wants to sit. So I definitely like the nine the most here. And there's two other horses that interested me in this spot. And after that, I, I didn't really see that much. Uh, I'll go with the shorter price one, the five, Becca Talley, who's five to two, one line favorite. So that's the other favorite. Uh, she does look like she should do well in this spot. She ran a nice race to break her maiden at Los Al in December. Uh, it was a legitimate race. Like I didn't up her buyer, but I didn't lower it. She ran well. And then she comes back. Uh, on the turf, and she won, although I don't really care. It was on the turf, so I'm not that interested. And then February 21st, she comes back at a first-level uh, allowance, optional claim, but first-level allowance. And she ran a nice race. She stalked a 5-2 to two shot and held second. Uh, it wasn't anything special, but she ran fine. She got the best speed figure in the field, at least fire-wide. So that definitely gives her a chance. It's her fourth race. She should only get better, you would think. So she definitely has a good shot. She should be able to sit a little off the pace and, and make a run. Uh, I don't watch California that often, so maybe, I think it's Jessica Piper, maybe she's a really good jockey, but i got to think it's a pretty big upgrade to get Flavian Pratt. So this horse will be tough. I still prefer the nine, but this horse will be tough in here. 
And the other horse at a little bit of a price, I just don't know if she's as good as the top two. And that's the one governor got even. Uh, I don't know what the governor did to get even, but the governor got back at someone, I guess. Uh, November 6th at Delmar. What's that? <laughs> Cuomo. I don't know if this is a California horse. What governor is this? Schwarzenegger or uh, <laughs> Brown? I don't know. Nah, it's just a play on the the sire and the dam. The dam was Governor Charlie and the dam is time oh. Linda got even. All right. I thought that was some good political story behind it. I guess not. Well, anyway, this horse, I'll, I'll wrap it up here so I can send it over to you. November 6th in Del Mar. She ran in a similar stakes race. I thought she ran a really, really good race. I upgraded that 66 buyer. Uh, she dueled a nine to one shot who faded to the back uh, and closers came in one, two, and she only lost by a neck, even though she came in fourth. She almost hung on despite a, a pretty fast pace to favor closer. So I really like that race for her. On December 12th, I wanted her to step up a little more than she did. That's my only concern. She didn't really step up much. Uh, I didn't really find a reason to upgrade or downgrade the race. I didn't think of favorite closers or anything. Uh, she ran fine. It wasn't a bad race against Dylan's Wildcat, who's in this race too, where Dylan's Wildcat in the sixth horse. I, I just thought it was a eh race, but I liked her race before that. Last was on the turf. I can ignore that basically. At least that's how I handle it. The only reason I would look at the turf race is if she already ran a turf race to see if she got better or worse since that turf race. She hadn't had one, so I I'm kind of ignoring it. So, Again, maybe she plateaued in on that November 6th race at Del Mar. Maybe she likes Del Mar better than Los Al. I don't know. But at a price, I would give her another chance here. She should, I would think, be able to sit off the pace, shortening up. Uh, and if there is any kind of speed up front with the um, eight Pawnee, the nine, praise my owner. And I thought there might be one other speed horse in the race. Maybe those are the only two. Uh, I think she can sit a good trip. Usually the inside post, they say, is not great. Six and a half, seven furlongs. But she can save some ground, swing out. Uh, I think she has a a decent shot here, at least to do something. So uh, I'm on the nine. I think the five will be tough. And the one, those are the only three I have any interest in. I'll, I'll be happy to talk about others if you like, but I'll throw it over to you to uh, give your two cents here. Uh, to answer your inquiry on Jessica Pfeiffer, she's a, she's a very serviceable uh, jockey, but whenever I do watch the races out in California, she seems like she does her best work on speed horses She's very good gate rider. She typically gets horses out to the lead. And if she can nurse them along, she does well. I think that, that's her strong point. But yeah, when you're comparing her to for Flavian Pratt, obviously there's an upgrade. Um, but uh, I'll mention a horse that you didn't. Um, I'm going to kind of go with the four horse. Maybe I will. Coming from Northern California, Golden Gate, uh, the synthetic. Uh, the bloodlines are have nothing to do with synthetic or turf, so the horse should take the turf. I mean, uh, will take charge, made its living on on the dirt, and uh, uh, the dam sire Henny Hughes was a decent sprinter on dirt. So uh, I think, and the fact that uh, you know this is restricted to cowbreds, and even though. You know the the horse colony in Northern California isn't isn't all that plentiful. You know, came back and and won in uh, uh, open bred, not restricted state breds. So, you know, attracts Abel Cedeno, who's uh, probably uh, one of the top riders, or he you know he, he benefits. He used to have a lot of Baffert uh, mounts, uh, but. Uh, 
I'm going to give uh, maybe I will at six to one a shot. Yeah, I wouldn't knock you for, for picking that horse. To me, it's a bit of a guessing game. You mentioned about the breeding. Seems like it should be okay in the dirt, but I don't know. A trainer that I don't know winning a stakes race at Santa Anita, the horse never been on the dirt. Again, I wouldn't talk you off of it. It sounds like I am, though. Uh, but it's just not a not a horse for me uh, in this spot. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's anyone else we should talk about, but there's really not any other short price horses. That well, we I mean, the, the the favorite, Becca Taylor, the, the five horse. Yeah, I mentioned that already, can, but go ahead. Can, you know, can can run the worst race of her life and probably still win. <laughs> you can argue that, although I, I still think the nine is uh, is a little better here. So as far as betting the race, it's so hard to say how I'd better race two days out when you don't know the odds. You got to see the odds. But let's just say the morning line odds are what they're going to be. So how would I bet the race? Well, even though I think the five is going to be tough here, I like the nine the best. I would key the nine. And I take the one just for the price. So I, I bet nine one exactas and I bet triples and supers where I'm using the nine over the one in those triples and supers. So what I mean by that is nine one five nine five one. I bet uh, I might throw in a couple other horses with the one instead of the five in case the five doesn't run. So maybe like nine one with six seven uh, or nine or maybe a four even nine with one with four, six, seven, nine with four, six, seven, one, and leave the five out if she's a little short price. Uh, and the other thing I, I might do is some supers where, again, I'm putting the nine has finished first. Maybe I'll put her in second also, like first and second. But I would need the one to come in the top three in my supers in order to hit it. You know, I don't want a nine, five, you know, and then whatever, whatever, because you're talking two chalks on top. It's not for me unless I'm just betting it like straight or, or not spreading at all. So my point is I'm going to, Key the nine for first, maybe a little in second. And I'm going to try and get the one in with him in all my other bets. Mostly the five with them. And in the supers, I'll throw in some other horses there. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, if it doesn't, you can always reach out to me on Twitter, message me, whatever, write to me, and I'll, I'll talk more about what I do if you care. Maybe you don't care, but uh, I'm happy to share any info that I have there. Here, I'll go here, ahead. Before, before we move on, I, I rarely with horses that you like since you do your homework, but playing devil's advocate on the nine, pray for my owner. Here's what I see in the two races back in November debuted at Del Mar went off 11 to one. That tells you that they, they were either not ready for the race, just needed the horse to get on the track, let her, let her run. Well, they really didn't think much of her. So she wound up running decent or whatever. Maybe <laughs> something was wrong. Had had a layoff for about four months, comes back, gets Lasix, still wasn't bet all that much, went off at five, five to one, and aired. Today, no juice. Well, if you listened to my sermon before, her debut race was more impressive to me than her last race, I think, despite the lower buyer. She ran an amazing race. So I know last race was impressive too. So I, I don't buy, I understand your argument. If I didn't think she ran so well her first race, then I would say, yeah, you, you have a good point. I just think her first race without Lacey was so good, despite the lower speed figure. Uh, so that's the, the argument I'd have uh, against what you brought up. But in general, you know, I, I would agree with you. If I didn't love her maiden race, I was basically what, my race. But just curiosity, where were two buyer numbers her first uh, segment? Well, last week she got 76, which I think is the highest in the field. She got uh, 75 for the five last time uh, and the six, uh, I'm sorry, the nine got a 76. 
preferred stock, she only got a 50 buyer, I mentioned. But like I said, the way she did it, she dueled the best horse in the race, and that horse barely walked home. So she totally put that horse away. Which yeah, was- as far as far as a Brisnet's, her last race, she got a 89, which is second best to Becca Taylor's uh, most recent race, got a 93. Right, similar, um, yeah. Pray for my owner. that uh, The debut, she got a 65. So it's kind of, it, it goes in line with the difference uh, in uh, the buyers and the, the, the Brisnet figure, so. Yep. So, okay. Beat, beat that uh, race to death. So let's move on to the 11. So we move on to race 11. And I was actually talking to you before we recorded and we usually cover like the big days, especially if we're getting into the spring and summer. Now there's going to be a lot more big days in the winter. And we rarely get the chance to just handicap allowance races and claiming races anymore, which is really the races I prefer to handicap than these stakes races. I know it sounds silly, but I just enjoy these kind of races. And this is a race that to a lot of people, I'm going to think, seems wide open. I'm um, just looking who the morning line favorite is. It's a nine, it's a seven to two morning line favorite. Uh, so it seems wide open. And a lot of people, when there's a wide open race, I think we had ICP on, he mentioned this. Uh, some people say that, oh, it's a wide open race is a great betting race. But if it's wide open and you don't have an opinion, it's not a betting race, in my opinion. When it's wide open and you have a strong opinion, that's when it's a good race to bet because you're going to get a price on the horse you like if people think it's wide open. And there is a horse I like here. I do think a lot of horses can win this, unlike the other races I thought were pretty straightforward. Of course, something will happen and they won't be. But uh, in this race, there is a horse I definitely like. You want to uh, you want to take a guess who I like here, GQ? Make a little drama? Uh, I'll say you like the 11, Noble Hearted. Very good. I did tweet earlier today. I don't know if you read it, but Flavor and Pratt might win 100 races. So maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that was my clue. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the 11, Noble Hearted. This is the horse I like the most uh, for, for a few reasons here. So this horse ran once at this level. It was off a long layoff, right? She ran in August and she came back in February. So whatever that is, a five-month layoff, something like that. And she came in fourth, lost by a length and three quarters to uh, to the winner. Apple Cross, is that the name of the horse? I don't even know this in this race. Who's the horse? Yeah, Apple Cross, the sixth. Uh, finished just ahead of her in third and knows ahead of her basically finished similarly. So why do I like this horse? Well, she ran, it was kind of a weird race because the winner, who was the uh, two-to-one favorite, I want to say, was ahead of the pack. She kind of set her own pace. And Noble Hearted kind of chased her. She was behind by a couple lengths, so it wasn't like she was chasing right up on the pace. She stayed around the first turn. By the second turn, she kind of made a move at that horse. And she ended up getting a little tired late. Got, uh, got This Noble Hearted got tired a little late. And um, lost uh, lost second at the end there. Again, the horse she chased an easy lead, but the pace was pretty decent and ended up winning. But she was the best horse in the race, the winner. My point is that Noble Hardin probably needed the race. She's going to be better second off the layoff. In my opinion, the best horse in the race. I don't think she did the dirty work because it's not like she totally dueled her, but she did make a run at her. Again, off the layoff, going a little further. So... I thought that race was a little better maybe than the 80 buyer she got. And I think she's going to step forward now. Second start at four, second off the layoff. I see her improving and I don't see a lot of these others either improving that much or that I like that much. She can, now she's shortening up the 11 from a mile on eighth to a mile. I should double check the distance to make sure. Yes. So she should be a little more off the pace here. 
I'm guessing you got to worry a little bit about the post, but I'm not that worried. You got Flavian Pratt, who, you know, if there's a top jockey out there, I'm assuming he's it. So he should be able to tuck in somewhere, I would hope, unless he gets hung out four wide or something like that around the first turn. I'm pretty confident that Noah Harder will run a very good race, and I think that's the best chance of anyone to win this race. So that would be my top selection in this race. And in fact, because I'm kind of chalky in the pick five, and, and listen, she's 41. I don't know what she's going to go off. She might go off. Borderline's usually pretty decent there. So she might go off four to one and help at least. That's the horse that I might even single in a pick five just to go really skinny. There are some others I like in here. Uh, before I talk about a couple others, do you want to uh, you want to talk about that horse or anything you like in this race? No, I just think it's interesting in these type of races, uh, nine winners of other than allowance races. In here, you have you have a couple that have been running in California restricted because they're cowbreds. There's a number of them in here who have never beaten winners. So that. That's some factors and angles you, you might want to look at outside of just uh, the horse's running line and what they've done recently. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of leaning toward, believe it or not, a 20 to 1. The three horse, a new piece? No, it's not the same one. Oh, Wait. okay. Three horse. Yeah, the, the, the right horse, way? Yeah, I was like, look at the running lines. The, the horse is a five-year-old mare, five lifetime starts, you know, first three at Golden Gate in the money, all three times finally broke its maiden. GQ, what horse are you talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. The, not I, I said the three. I, my apologies. The four horse, a new piece. Oh, sorry, I didn't notice that one. Okay, thanks. Yeah, a new piece. Um, you know, it, it's got a continue to step forward because there's other horses that have better uh, brisnet numbers. Um, but for a price, I like the four, a new piece coming off a claim. Steve Knapp is 21%, which is higher than his typical uh, high teens win percentage when he comes off a claim. So, you know, uh, that's got that going for him. He retains Valdivia who won on the horse uh, last out. Uh, the other horse I like is because uh, uh, I have the man crush turf rider with Umberto Rispoli on the 10 horse Lavender. Uh, Lavender of all the horses in this race has registered the highest turf brisnet number. And that just happened in his last race. First off the claim, whether or not he'll regress off of that or not, but uh, with Rispoli in the irons, I, I take a shot with him. So they're, they're, they're the two that I kind of like. It's not that I'm going to play them on top in horizontals, but they're worth mentioning. All right, I'm just going to run through a couple of words. The one and the two, good on paper and almost a factor. I think they have outside shots here, uh, eight to one, 10 to one, respectively. Uh, the, the one, he's got it, or she's got to improve again, but she's lightly raced. She's coming off a little bit of a, a, a layoff here. McCarthy's a good trainer. Uh, what did I write here? Too wide. Others moving as well uh, late. So I don't love the one, but I think she has an outside shot. The two also had a little bit of a wide trip last time. Got a 77 buyer. So it wasn't terrible. It's like puts her competitive here. But And she did have a wide trip. So in a way, you can upgrade it. The only thing is she did against what I think was a weaker field. She was two to one in that field uh, coming off the 71 buyer. And that was her highest lifetime. So it might have been a little weaker field. Now, actually, a lot weaker. I know it's state right now. She's an open company, but I don't think the one or the two are impossible. 
only because I think they can improve off of their last race. I talked about Hoard's improving. The three I don't like, I thought it had the perfect trip when she got the 81 buyer in her last turf start. Uh, stayed every inch of ground, so I would toss the three totally. Uh, the four, you mentioned already about new piece. Her last race is not as good as it looked, I don't think, because she had a really good trip against weaker horses. The argument would be it's her third off a layoff now, and she improved a little bit in her last race, so she could improve again. So I wouldn't be against throwing her in uh, at 21. Uh, I don't really care for the five much. The six, I think, has a decent shot here. Uh, had a pretty good trip uh, last time, but it was uh, same ground on the first turn, two on the second time. So she had a good trip. I'm just reading my comments, sorry. Uh, she was like the main closer. It wasn't too much closing in her last race. And a race before that, uh, I thought it, 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 uh, she ran pretty well because she broke out like one to two lengths slow. So she had a pretty slow start and she closed wide. So I just don't think the six out across is getting better, but I think she might be good enough to, if not win, I think she's a good bet to come in the money. So if you're talking about betting this race and you want to bet like triple super, seeing her as like a second, third, or, you know, fourth horse, like third, I, I can see. Uh, might be a good shot with the six. I do not like the seven and the eight at all. I won't waste any of this time. The nine definitely could win. Um, that was the horse who was headstrong last time. She was saving ground, getting a perfect trip, and then she just pulled away to the lead and, and edged away. Uh, and, and the race, even though it was a claiming race, it was probably just as tough or tougher than this race. So she's definitely going to be a challenge here. I just think with the 12 in the race, and I thought there might be one other speed in the race, but I could be wrong. Uh, unless the 12 scratches, I just think she'll have company up front. I definitely can see the nine winning, but I'm okay trying to beat the nine here. Your 10, I don't like at all. No offense. Uh, her, her race two back, I liked. Last race, she just had like a perfect setup for closers. Uh, you can argue it was almost too short for her. Maybe she's better stretching out, but her 81 buyer is, is really dressed up. So it's not that I hate her, but at a short price, I, I don't want any part of her. Uh, and, and the 12, actually, I don't dislike. The problem is the nine's in the race. So if the 12 is going to go to the front, she's going to have company with the nine. And I just don't trust, again, the jockey might be good, but I don't trust her working on a good trip here from the outside where you got other speed in the race. Uh, but I'm not totally against the 12. So as far as betting the race, I'm definitely keying the 11 here if I was betting this race vertically. Uh, and I would try and get the six in with him. So I would put the 11 on top. I put the six second. And then I'd use like three or four others that I mentioned that I think have a shot like the one, the two, possibly a four, uh, and possibly the 12, but especially the one and two for like third and fourth and super. So it would be like 11 uh, with six, with one, two, four, maybe nine, uh, uh, 12. So that's what I would do here. And then I do also 11 with those four horses and the six and third in supers and triples. Uh, and that's kind of how I play. Maybe I move the 11 to the second spot just in case and, and you know, see the six with him there also. So I basically try and link the 11 with the six, but the 11 finishing ahead of the six in pretty much all my bets. And even though the nine is decent, maybe fade a little bit, but definitely fade your uh, your 10 horse, definitely fade the three horse and hope they take some money uh, and, and try and beat those horses here. So that, that's kind of how I play it. Hopefully that's not too confusing. I hope I'm not confusing people by talking about that and wasting time. Uh, GQ, before we go to the finale, any any final thoughts there? Yeah, I just happened to notice we got a ding, 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 GQ top angle in, in this race. So I'm I'm calling an audible, and I'm going <laughs> to make this horse my top pick. You'll like him because you put him second. The six horse, look okay. at Applecross. What's the GQ angle? 
I got to look again. I turned the page already. Apple crossing. Irishman on the uh, on the turf. No, let me look. Uh, second time blinkers, which bingo. Kind of make people go broke listening to you, but all right. I'm not saying the horse can't <laughs> hey, win. But not for that. It sa- sounds like a GQ challenge pick to me. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll with that, we'll, we'll we'll move on and we'll revisit the challenge. Uh, at the all end. right. Um, all right, so we move to uh, to race 12, the finale, and that is six and a half furlongs on the dirt, the Echo Eddy, 150K uh, state red stakes race. This one's for the boys. We did the female uh, race earlier. I think that was race 10. And at first glance, I'm like, ooh, this three is going to be tough to beat. Eight to five, the chosen brawn, or chosen, I guess the chosen one, they're trying to play on the name there. Uh, the dad, Bronski. And upon further inspection, yeah, the three will be tough here. Uh, ran pretty well last time against a, a really tough field there, right? Concertour, obviously, she only finished, well, he only finished three lengths behind Concertour. He kind of followed, um, he followed Freedom Fighter that race, who had the lead. He didn't really press Freedom Fighter uh, until, I guess it was around the turn, and then just came up short. And Freedom Fighter came up a little short to Concertour, who stayed on the outside and kind of won pretty easily, even though it wasn't that big a margin of victory. I think Concertour could have won more. They were kind of you know, waiting, waiting, waiting on him. So the chosen run should be tough here. But I have a few others that pique my interest, one of which is a, a real bomb. Uh, the other two are not, well, decent price, uh, one of them too. But uh, let me let me go in order here. The two, let's get lucky. Not this is the shortest price of the others. And that's five to one warning line with your boy Umberto Rispoli. Rispoli, I think it's pronounced, but uh, not on the turf, but hopefully you can still appreciate him. Bindorch was coming off of his maiden breaking win, only had one race. Got a 76 buyer, which is uh, about 12 points lower than the three guy. But you know me, I like speed horses, and I like when they duel short price horses. He dueled a seven to two shot in that race, who faded to sixth. And the 12 to one shot, if it matters, chased them in third and faded to fifth. Although, you know, 12 to one is kind of where he was going to finish anyway. So the point is, the pace did not hold. He did dirty work, and he beat off one of the favorites, and he still won the race going away. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty good race that he ran. Second out, so, so first of all, I upgraded the 76 buyer. So to me, that was close to a 90 buyer, uh, uh, 80 buyer, sorry, which is still short of the three, but it was his first race. So there's no reason why he can't step forward from that. Sometimes you run a big number first out, they regress. But in this case, I don't think it was abnormally large, and I think he can definitely step forward from that race. Do I love him in this spot? No, but I definitely like him. If the three wasn't here, I'd like him a lot. So that would be my uh, one of my other horses. And there's two others I want to talk about. You want me to throw it over to you, or you want me to talk about the other two first? Now you go ahead and talk about yours. All right. The five horse found my ball, uh, who is eight to one morning line. There's a horse who, in its second start, uh, broke his maiden state bred maiden special weight on January 22nd at Santa Anita and ran a, a pretty good race, stalked a four to five shot, who ended up coming in second. So kind of put that one away a little bit uh, and, and just won easily. Now there wasn't much else in the race, a four to one shot ran third the whole way and the other three or four horses were all long shots, five horses were all long shots. So I don't know if she, he beat very much, but, and the one was in that race came third. And this is where you gotta be careful too. I'm, I'm getting sidetracked, but Found my ball, ball when he won his maiden race on January 22nd. A lot of people probably looked at it and go, oh, look, the third place horse came back to win. It must have been a key race. 
But if you look at the third place horse, Sabata, came back to beat maiden, state-bred maiden claimers, had a, a really good setup. It was a speed-favoring race. And I'm not impressed with the one at all, 30 to one this spot. But so to me, whoop de doo But anyway, so this horse came back by my ball and ran in that San Vicente against Constitutor, the race that uh, the chosen Braun was, was in. And I had to watch the replay a few times. But the horse broke in a little bit. Uh, where am I writing? Horse broke in, nowhere to, and so far back. Oh, I just thought the horse got trapped a little further back than this horse wanted to be. It wasn't much, but a horse broke in or he broke in and ended up getting behind the horse, really didn't know where to go. And then, I don't know, maybe didn't like the kickback. I'm not sure what happened. And then just ended up finding him way back. It said seven lengths back early. I think he was more than seven lengths back early. He was really far back and then never did any running. So I'm willing to forgive that in a race that was way too tough. The problem is the chosen run was in that race and acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, his turf race was nothing special to me. I know he came second, but I thought he had a pretty good trip. So I'm not that impressed with it. But if he can run back at all to that maiden ranking score, I think the horse has a shot. Do I love him? No. Do I like the two better? Definitely. Is the three better? I think definitely. Maybe the five is a shot. And if he is eight to one, I would be willing to take a little stab. And the other horse I like is the bomb. Bomb the way probably has no shot, but I, I think has an outside outside shot personally. But we'll see. Probably end up running last. And that's number 10, Alpine Thunder at 30 to one. Why do I look this horse? Well, a few things. At first glance, it looks way too slow, right? The buyers are in the 60s. And the biggest buyer is a 66 on the dirt two back, where the chosen Braun ran 88 buyer and 86 before that. So he's probably going to need somewhere in the mid-80s at least here. So it might be too tall a task for Alpine Thunder to move up that much. But each, all those races on the dirt were as a two-year-old. So there's no reason why the horse hasn't gotten better. Each buyer was kind of, for the most part, was better than the next. Yeah, one was a little high, but so we went from 45 to 51 on the dirt to a 66 on the dirt. Uh, so I just think that he was an improving horse as a four-year-old can do better. And then I looked at the turf race. I mentioned before, the only reason I look at turf races, and dirt, the dirt horses, is to see did they improve or not. Well, this horse in November ran a 50 turf, uh, buyer on the turf, 50 buyer on the turf. He had run a 51 dirt race before that. So he was running pretty similar figures turf to dirt in that race. Well, his last turf race coming, his first start as a three-year-old, he ran at 64 buyers. So he improved his turf figure by 14 points. And if he was somewhat similar turf to dirt, then there's no reason why can't he improve his dirt figure? Maybe not 14 points, but improve his dirt figure. The other thing is the 64 buyer he ran his last turf race is much better than that. He had an awful start and spotted this, the field about 10 lengths. I mean, it was about as bad as you could have. Now, he was never going by the top two at the end, but he made up a ton of ground with a wide move. Like He ran a really, really bang-up race, I thought. So that 64 buyer was somewhere in the 70s at least. And since I think his turf and dirt form are probably similar, to me, he ran like a 75-plus maybe buyer on, on the dirt, if that makes any sense. So why can't he take a second step forward, second off the layoff? Listen, he's 30 to one. I'm not going to be able to make an amazing case for him, but I definitely will be betting him in my vertical bets. Absolutely. Do I think he's more likely to come in third or fourth? Yeah. Then win the race, of course. But I don't want to leave this guy out. So I'm going to be betting the 10. I'll talk about my vertical bets, but definitely will be on my ticket. So uh, I'm giving you four horses. I'm giving you the favorite. So it's probably too much, but two, three, five, ten 10 would be the horses I'm interested in. I'll talk about betting 
Beth, do you get your two cents in on the race? Go for it. Well, I don't have that much to say about it because the chosen run, I mean, when, when the horse runs third in a, a graded uh, stakes race behind a horse that came back to win a, a derby prep a concert tour in, in Arkansas, and then now the, the horse comes back into a restricted uh, cow bread, uh, he's got to be the, the, the choice. Uh, I'll, I'll take a flyer also with the uh, eight horse, big flame, 20 to one, uh, been away since September. Uh, Tim Yachtin, who happens to be the uh, husband of the lovely Millie Ball of um, XBTV fame. Uh, this guy wins at 22% with his non-graded stakes horses, which this one qualifies for. I uh, just think the horse might might be sitting on uh, go. Uh, he's got a high-profile owner out in uh, California, George Kokorian. So uh, they like to win, and so maybe he can shock the world. Maybe he's probably twenty to one because the workout reports are like a C. So uh, I might be off base with him, but uh, always like trying to find a price. So uh, other than outside of, I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to say the um, the chosen Vron romps. Yeah. So in this race. Um... As far as betting strategy, even though I don't think the tens are most likely winning by any means, I'm going to play around with the ten. So that's going to be my key here. And what I'll do is I'll bet the ten with the two, three, five in triples and supers mainly. So I'll have ten with two, three, five. So I'll have the ten in first, second, third with those horses, but the ten has to be in there, kind of like a key box. But then I'll bet more with the ten in second, and even more with him coming in third with those horses in tries and supers. And then in the supers, I'll also throw in the only other two words I've written down with the four and the seven a little bit. So I'll key the 10 in supers. So it'd be something like um, two, three, five, with two, three, five, with 10, with two, three, four, five, seven. Uh, and I'll move the 10 around. So I'll have them first, for maybe like 50 cents on the second for a dollar. And I'll have them third in the supers for like two or $3. Maybe even fourth, I'll move them to, I don't know. Uh, probably can't hurt. And I'm mostly I'm with the two, three, five, but I'll have the 10 keyed in there. So if the 10 doesn't come in the top three, I'm probably not making money. If he comes in fourth, maybe I'll hit the super uh, a little bit. But usually when you put a long shot in fourth, half the world goes all in the last spot so you don't get as much value. So uh, I'm going to key around the 10 here. Uh, I'll probably bet him to win a little bit too at 30 to one, or he'll probably even be a bigger price than that. I just, I think he has an outside shot here. If somehow the two goes, if the three can go, if the eight goes, if the seven goes, these are all horses that have some speed. I'm seven going longer, but he can show speed. Uh, if these horses go, even the 11 has a little speed. If they can somehow go and the two, the 10 just sits back and makes a run at six and a half, maybe he can shock the world. You never know. So uh, I'll probably look like an idiot when he runs last, but if he wins, I'll, uh, I'll be forever remembered here. Alpine Thunder, uh, who, who I'm going to key around in the last race. All right. Was that it for the, uh, for the race of CQ? That, that's all I have. So if you want to review your um, pick five or go straight to the challenge now. Yeah, I'll just do a quick pick five. Um, race eight that kicks it off. I'm going to play around with Dream Shake as my key horse there. 
Uh, if I included others, Medina Spirit, the seven, and maybe the 10 defunded, albeit fairly chalky there. In the next race, nine, the three was going to be a, a fairly heavy favorite. Charmaine's Mia is a possible single. Uh, the only other horse that I would use are the one in four. And I mentioned that because I could spread like two, three horses here, uh, but then I key Charmaine's or press, whatever you want to call it, Charmaine's Mia, the three uh, extra, because even though there's no value really, I just don't see the horse probably losing. But the one in four would be the others. In race number 10, I prefer the nine Frank, my owner. Again, you know, second choice, so not a big uh, price there. And the only two I would uh, be interested in after that were the one, Governor Got Even, and the five, Becca Taylor. In race 11, I can see a lot of horses winning. I'm guessing there's a race a lot of people spread, but this is where I might just go with the 11 and single the 11 in this race. So if the 11 wins, I'll be in good shape. If the 11 doesn't win, I'll probably be out. But that's where I can go a little deeper, you know, use three horns in one race, three in another. It's still not very deep, but uh, impressed with the favorites because I, I am singling a horse in the 12 horse field, four to one morning line. So that's what I'm going to do there. And then in race 12, I'll use the horse I mentioned, the two, three, five, and the 10. I'll use all of them. I don't know. Maybe I'll use a four and seven if I feel like I want to just spread a little bit to hit this. Uh, but that's what I'm doing in the last leg there. Uh, you guys can figure out the math of someone who really cares. I, I'm more here to handicap or show why we handicap a certain way. And then, you know, how I would bet the vertical bets there. Uh, you don't need to copy me on the pick five, probably. Unless you really are desperate and want to. But that's what I'm looking at for the uh, for the pick fives. Now, for the bet of the week, I'm just popping open my phone here to get the uh, results. You had a uh, nice winner, as we mentioned at the top of the show. So you've caught up to be minus 80, uh, $58. You were down 190 or whatever it was, 180. So you're at minus 58. I'm, uh, I'm still in the 200, so I'm negative, but I'm negative 200 something. But uh, I did say I would get even by like, April 1st, and I didn't. I I'll get even soon. I just got to hit one bet here in the next few weeks. So GQ, I will leave it to you if you are prepared for your bet of the week. I am prepared. In the category of practice what you preach, my challenge bet will go to the 11th race, the – uh, one mile turf allowance. Uh, and I'm going to go with my second time blankers, number six, Apple Cross, who actually gets a change of rider. I guess this guy, John Velasquez, is halfway decent. Um, he might be better than Ricky Gonzalez or uh, the other jockey who rode him last time. So uh, may maybe the second time blankers, maybe the jock upgrade. Going with a horse who's never beat winners, but 10th time will be a charm. Apple Cross. Morning line is five to one. Hopefully I'll get at least that. 20 to win. All right. Keep going for the gusto. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm at uh, Saratoga in 1997 or 1998 with uh, Johnny V, Mike Smith riding here. <laughs> back memories of my uh, younger years up there, but uh, for me, hey, Keith, we, we didn't even mention Kent DeSormo, who's, who has a couple mounts to, in the sequence. That is true, too. It's the uh, old-timers club here. So for me, uh, I'm just looking at what race it starts in. Uh, I'm going to go race 10. I'll bet a double <laughs> here from race 10, and I like doing the maximum. I'll do a $40 double uh, with the 9 in race 10 to the 11. That's the Pratt Horse in race 11. So... $40 double, pray for my owner in race uh, 10 to the 11. 
Noble Hearted in race 11. So 9-11 there. And one of them will probably win and one will probably lose. And then I'll be like, oh, I should have just bet. No, oh. I won't say this, but it could have been, oh, if I would have bet 40 to win on one of them and I picked the right one, I would have been back to even or whatever. But I'm going to go for the double because I like to play where at least I'm getting a decent return. In fact, I thought about doing the pick three instead and using uh, that five horse from the race before race nine. And maybe I should do that. And I will do that in real life. I will have a, a pick three starting race nine where I'm just three with nine with 11. I'm just worried that the value will be so low. I can see that horse being like three or four to five and then I wouldn't want to do it so much. So we're a couple days out as far. So I'll just stick with the double. And I, I don't think I'll have a favor in either race. I think I'll have second choice each race. So it should pay all right, especially if I have 40 times. So that's my, uh, my bet of the week there. GQ, any final thoughts as we wrap up the show? No, no final thoughts. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what shakes out from these three derby trial races and see if uh, we get uh, any uh, surprises going into the derby four weeks from today, which was April 1st. Yeah, like we said at the beginning, we'll have a lot more knowledge after this weekend. I assume most likely we'll be covering Oaklawn next week with the Arkansas Derby unless something changes. I thought I was finally done with Oaklawn. I'm like the only better that doesn't like Oaklawn. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with those, the Wasabi crowd because that's what they're all about. But um, yeah, to me, Oaklawn, it's like, yeah, which flash dropper is not damaged goods today? I know it's big fields. I like that. But it's more a guessing game for me than, uh, than handicapping. But I'm probably insulting a lot of people saying that, so I apologize. But it's just not for me that much, Oaklawn. So but we'll do it next week. And the good thing is when we do it, it's like the big days, it's the big races. So it's not like the clash dropping 50 K claimers coming into a 10 K race. You know, what do you do with the horse? It, it'll be quality horses uh, in each race. So looking forward to that next week. And uh, as we get closer to the Derby, we'll see, uh, we'll get to analyze some of these three old performances next week and, and see how they round this weekend. So good luck to everyone out there. Good luck to you GQ on your uh, Apple cross bet. And that's pretty much all I got. Any final words of wisdom? Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone.